This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast. Brandon Worth with you. Joined, as always, with Joe Nagy. Brandon, it's a good day today. It's a beautiful day outside. Isn't it? It's not November. I swear it's not November. Like, it's, well, it's, I'm a, classic, sh- it's a classic Michigan November. That it's is It's going to be like 20 tomorrow. I guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, 59 degrees in shorts and a sweatshirt. Beautiful. Classic Michigan. It's winter. But we're going to get to snow eventually, but we don't have to talk about that right now because, you know... Live in, live in the glory moments, yeah. but joining us today on the show, special guest, hockey play-by-play man himself, Harrison Watts joining us. Harrison, welcome to the show. It is nice outside. It's weird because the last or the first few games of the hockey season, I'm used to it getting cold pretty fast, mm-hmm. but yeah. like I'm walking into the rink and it's comfortable and warm. It's waiting that day. Cold. <laughs> I know it's weird. Like I walk in, I walk into like uh, Abelgleben and it's like, I'll be wearing like a shorts and a t-shirt and then I walk in and it's just like super cold, but in like a week, it's just going to be, I'll have to show up and it'll be so cold out. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. We're going up to Michigan Tech for Thanksgiving Oof. and I'm expecting snow. There's already snow up there, yeah. Um, but I'm just expecting to be cold the whole time I'm yeah. there. It's yeah. not gonna be. A, it's not gonna be fun. No, I. I feel just the fact of like winter and snow not being together. I think just really brings just a weird vibe. Like you don't know how to react to it. But kind of like, depressing, honestly. Yeah, but like us Michiganders are like, yeah, that just happens every year. That's how it is. It's just how We've it learned is. to accept, accept it at this point. I have friends from out of state to tell me all the time they don't really understand why I live here. And the thing is, I don't know any different. Like, I've been in Michigan since I was three, and before that I was in Boston, which isn't exactly tropical. Yeah. So, like, like, everyone's everyone's like, how have you not left the state? I was like, I'm just not that bad. I've, I've been here. But I'm sure, like, one day when I move way out west or something, and there's no snow and it's warm all the time, I'll come back and be like what was I doing for almost 30 years <laughs> yeah. of my life? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But we mentioned before how you were a you know, play-by-play for Ferris Hockey. You've been there for a couple years. So I guess the big question is, how great was it to see Ferris State win against Minnesota State, get the big upset last weekend? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was really satisfying from the standpoint that, um, like, it, it's no secret we've struggled for a few years here. Yeah. And I'm also in charge of social media. So, like, you lose a game – and you see some nasty tweets about your team, and it's not fun. And it it really actually, like, for me personally, the mental health aspect of, like, at the end of the night reading some of that stuff, it really sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it's just been kind of a drain for a few years, but the people that are tweeting at us don't understand what's going on inside. And mm-hmm. it's been kind of a total retool of the program. The coaches have completely changed the way they coach um, in terms of, the style on ice and the system we run um, to be more centered on developing our players and not just on, you know, we could sit back and try and block a hundred shots and we probably could have won a few more games the last few years, but our coaches were really big on. It's not, it's not where hockey's going. We need to adapt and to see it all come to fruition and to see the hard work of the guys who last year, people don't realize the guys never stopped working hard People would have thought, you know, oh, maybe they just quit at the end. No, it was really the attitude was good all the way through. Um, We knew this was coming. We were close in a lot of games against good teams. So to see it finally come to fruition against a team like that, who I personally believe is probably the best team in the country. Sure. Um, Also, the fact that we did it without two of our top three centers and, you know, two of our best forwards and scorers, like, you know, I, I feel really good about that. And I think a lot of people that, watch bulldog hockey should i think we're going in the right direction and this is the type of team that has the potential to be a real annoyance come playoff time yeah for sure yeah and i mean we can as fans we've we've watched what happened of course throughout last year and we saw those things from the stands and now we see some differences but i mean from your aspect you're you're looking at this team so much more in depthly than the fans are you're behind the scenes with them you get to see practices what are those big differences that you're really seeing from last year's team that has come over to this year's team i think it's um i honestly think a lot of it's mental there's a physical aspect to it and that you know it's been well documented and coach daniels has answered this question a lot like 
when we came into the season last year because we weren't allowed to train in the in mm-hmm. the summer mm-hmm. because the guys had to come back and quarantine for two weeks when they came back just because of that's what the school rule was last year and then you know we we ran into a covid scramble in november when we were like trying to get going um the guys just weren't in shape mm-hmm. and yeah. we could only do so much with that and we had 20 underclassmen so that's 10 freshmen that have never experienced collegiate physical training and yeah. then there's 10 sophomores that they experienced the freshman year of it but they didn't have time to you know really adapt to their second full year and that's where you see a lot of guys make a big jump so now you got 20 out of the 30 guys in the roster that have no base and you're going into a season against a really tough conference teams that are really good last year and very senior heavy and it's like okay it, it was going to be hard mm-hmm. yeah we had young goaltending um uh, it, w- it just wasn't easy and it was it was hard on the guys and i think a lot of times even when we were in positions to win games there was kind of that oh here we go again or when's the other shoe gonna drop kind of feeling and that's happened a couple times this season you know against western michigan who's probably gonna be a top five team soon i think they're at least top 10 mm-hmm. uh it happened against miami on opening night and it happened against canisius on the friday night on the road where the other shoe dropped and the guys had to their credit on saturday morning at canisius last week they had a um, players only meeting about guys this isn't going to keep happening to us yeah. we just got to be mature and and you know finish it out here it's it's we're putting ourselves in the position it's it's not that hard we're smart um and they did a really good job i, I give them a lot of credit for coming out the next night under really tough circumstances where we had a player stretchered off the ice and finishing the job and getting a win and then um you know if you watch the last six minutes of the game on saturday against minnesota state i don't know that we gave up like a really dangerous scoring opportunity at the end of the game we really shut it down yeah so mm-hmm. i think a lot of it's mental some of it's physical for sure with the training but a lot of it's mental yeah and then the team is heading down to michigan state kind of breaking up the home stand a little bit What's the difference for you getting ready for a game day compared to a home game, which you might have a little bit more stress, a little bit more added responsibilities? <laughs> I mean, we've obviously experienced that with you. But And what's the difference of you kind of going down, traveling with a team for an away game? I love road games. Road games are the best because mm-hmm. all I have to do is I get the lineup from coach in the morning. I sit down. I talk to him for five minutes to do our pregame interview. I set up my gear. I call the game. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's awesome. So... It's cool. I get to go. You go into other buildings too. Different environment, different vantage point. Uh, that's that's fun. I like calling games at Michigan State. The press box is in kind of a weird spot. Um, it's above the blue line. Like if the ice is in front of me, it's above like the right blue line from center ice. So a little a little askew then, kind of a little helter skelter. Yeah. Bit. So <laughs> like in the second period, I'm in the offensive zone. Um, even their radio guys are. You know, they're only five six feet away from me so like we're all kind of in a weird spot so Mm -hmm. it's an interesting place to call a game um pretty good environment expecting to uh i'm really excited to see some of the renovations they've done at mon arena um so -hmm. that'll be interesting yeah our guys have typically played pretty well there since i've been here um so i love road games road games are great home games um a little more stressed a lot more stress um and it's, it's not that i don't like playing at home yeah, but you got to market the tickets, um, which you know this is a really big weekend for us. We need to sell a lot of tickets, and we need to we need to play well. Yeah, um, I've impressed that upon the guys. Like this isn't just a game against Michigan State. I know it's non-league and it doesn't count for points, but you know this is the type of game that if we pack the house, which we we will, and we win and we put on a good show, this is the type of game that gets fans coming back because you know even though Michigan State isn't you know a top 10 top 20 team right now it's the name it's the name yes it's like if michigan comes in here even in a bad year if we beat up on michigan which i love doing it doesn't happen all that often because we haven't played them a lot recently (laughs) but um you beat up on michigan and people are like oh ferris hockey must be good yeah so you know we got to get we got to get to that point where we're winning these games against these big 10 opponents when they come here yeah um we've been close we've played good games over the last few years but it's it's a game that we just haven't gotten right in the last few years at home we've done well on the road but now we got to bring it home and i think the guys understand that this game is important to us because it's important to our fans yeah so which is kind of a weird i don't think a lot of teams would openly admit that but i think that's true it's no different than you know the michigan michigan state football game you know it is a big 10 game but 
that game's important to them because it's also important to their fans. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that would definitely explain on like just the significance of how much the name really matters because I mean I I've talked to so many people that have like been looking at yeah going to a hockey game and like last week it was like yeah who are they who are they Minnesota State like who exactly. is exactly and it's like well they're their number two team in the country and I know we talked about this a little bit um yesterday um at the soccer game where it's like yeah they're the number two team in the country but nobody really knows that school. Yeah. Where Michigan State isn't it's even a, in the, the top twenty five. Yeah, it's the same deal with us. They're a D two school, but they got a D one hockey yeah. program. Yeah, right? it's it's no disrespect to Minnesota State either. Yeah. There, there shouldn't be. They they have a great brand. They have a great program. Great coaching staff. I love their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, th- I they think have, they're, uh, they I have purple and gold. Arguably yeah. one of the coolest ones. Yeah. In I think their jerseys hockey. are hot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they they do a lot of things right. Not only that, but since 2012, they've got the most wins of any team in Division One men's in the country, and mm-hmm. it's like not close. Uh-huh. Like it's like by like 25. Yeah, yeah it's like they're out kid- of the water. 21 season every year since they've been here, including last year, which was a COVID shortened year. They still got over 20 wins. I think they were like 22 five and one. Yeah. Um, also they, helps that they have Dryden McKay too. So yeah, Dryden McKay's all right. He, he's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just okay. Yeah, no, they're they're really good. But again, the brand recognition until. Until we rebuild the dog pound and rebuild the fan base to be a little bit more hockey educated to know who's really good, yeah, it's going to take a while for that game to draw as well as you know Michigan State, Michigan. So this game is important to us in terms of um, branding our team to the the fans that are around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, looking more ahead into Saturday and Thursday's games, of course, against Michigan State. Um, with some of the things that you've seen in the past, as far as how this team's look, what are some of the things that we we should be looking forward to in these games this weekend? Yeah, Michigan State's um, it's it's a team we haven't seen in a couple of years, obviously with COVID. Um, and they've graduated a significant portion of their really effective players. The last time they had um, Mitch Lewandowski and uh, Pat Kotarenko. So I mean, they've got some players. They can be pretty dynamic now still, but uh, they've graduated a significant portion of uh, their scoring from the last time we saw them. They had Taro Hirose, who plays uh, for the Grand Rapids Griffins and was mm-hmm. a ridiculous college player. Um, so now um, they're really defensive-oriented. Uh, they've got some big guys back on the blue line. Um, good goaltending in Drew DeRitter. He's got a 945 save percentage, so you got to find a way to get to him. Um, they're not as deep up front They've got a forward by the name of Griffin Locker who played for Northern Michigan who's, um, to put it nicely, a pest. Uh, mm, but he's, yeah. he's also phenomenally talented, and he gave us fits for years at Northern Michigan. He's a really, yeah. good, really talented player. Um, so we'll have our hands full in that regard. But the good news is we've got some guys back and healthy. Um, Stepan Picorni wasn't able to play last week, and we expect to see him this weekend. Mm-hmm. Hoping to see Jake Transit back this weekend. We're not quite sure on that one yet, but that should be um, – in the mix maybe for saturday at the soonest so um you know it, for us it's all about we have to continue to defend the front of our net well be really strong in front of our net and it probably sounds cliche but be really strong in front of theirs i think you know we've scored a lot of goals from the outside for the most part this yeah. season now uh, we got to find a way to get in front and start crashing around um using our big body some of our guys have done that really well bradley merrick is a good example oh yeah he's been killing it he's leader right now yeah he's he's been awesome but we got some other guys like um mitch dealstra who's a really really good shooter who he's slumping a little bit right now he's playing really hard and doing all the other things right but uh puck's not going in for him justin mccallion's the same way uh so you start getting some of those guys going and marshall moyes too um again all of them are doing all the other stuff right um, it's just the puck hasn't gone in for them yet. Once those guys get going, we could be kind of scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once the floodgates open, it'll kind of it's just just the you know slump that they're in a little bit. It'd be it'd be great, man, just to beat someone seven nothing, just to beat the brakes off somebody, yeah, and just just go off, have all your big guys go off, mm-hmm. and uh, the one not stress going down the last five minutes of the third period. I've yeah, yes. I think I've lost a couple years off my life calling games for this team. Yeah. yeah. I mean um, you looked over at me a couple times oh my when gosh. we're at home and you're just oh wiping the sweat off your brow. I know. I mean I don't you you weren't here the other night, but it was funny and the guys just absolutely were relentless after the game for this. Um so I broadcast in a suit and tie at home for the most part. And Friday night we're down inside the last two minutes, and it's hot in the press box. And yeah. Now, it wasn't just that I was nervous. It was hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I start taking my jacket off, and I put my jacket on the chair, and I'm, like, shaking it out a little bit. I'm jumping up and down trying to get the nerves out in between breaks. 
and then I'm like taking my tie off at one point, like down inside. <laughs> I think for the last face off, I had my tie off and was like on the ground in shambles. And I'm like hands on the desk. I'm like, are we gonna win this game? <laughs> Rightfully so, though. I mean, it's Minnesota State. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. no, it was it was a big deal. And then after the game, I go into the locker room and uh, Carter McPhail is just ripping me. He's just like, oh, I saw you up there yeah, taking yeah, your tie yeah. jacket and <laughs> jumping around and getting all scared. You didn't have any faith. And I was like, I did. I just you know I was a little scared. Yeah, yeah. You know? Rightfully so. Rightfully I want to so. win too. Like it's not, you know, I'm not an impartial broadcaster. I want these guys to win and do yeah. well. Like oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of them too. I, I think everybody that listens to my games knows that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just wanted to win, and I was a little nervous at the yeah. end there. Do you run the Do you run the Fair State TikTok? The hockey TikTok? So the TikTok is run by Cade Kowalski, who's out injured for the season. He okay. had double hip surgery. Poor Ooh, kid. Hate to see it. So he's helping out with the coaching staff, but the TikTok is funny because. I'm not a TikTok guy, and I don't really think a lot of our guys are. Yeah. Um, but Coach came to me, Coach Daniels, who's you know close to my dad's age. Not to say he's old. Love but Coach Daniels. Mm-hmm. Great what guy. guy. Mm-hmm. What a guy. He's incredible. Class um, act. But he's not like the most technologically apt person I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, he he's got you know he's his phone. I don't know if he uses a Kindle on the bus. I can't remember, but he, he reads a lot. Um, <laughs> Kindle but, fire, but doesn't do doesn't do too much other tech stuff. Yeah, doesn't do a lot of social media. And in the off season, he came to me. and He goes, "We need to get on TikTok." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's that's fine with me. We'll give it a try." And uh, he was he was like. I don't just want to be on TikTok. Like, I want to be influencers on TikTok. And I'm like, my eyes are so wide. I'm <laughs> I mean, looking at There's a couple of videos already that went viral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we had a couple that went off. Yeah. And it was funny because he's just like, we're influencers now, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just, I couldn't even, it was bizarre world when he said that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And our Kate's doing a lot of good stuff. I can't take almost any credit for it. I've helped promote it a little bit. But uh, he's the one that's more TikTok apt than yeah. I am. We're planning some good stuff coming up, but yeah, it's. Uh, he's had. I said it last show, but he's had some funny responses to some of the comments. Like they, <laughs> they give me a chuckle. Like they're pretty gotta funny. Look, you got to look out on those TikTokers. We've had to delete some comments. Um, <laughs> we probably didn't have to delete them, but. But just to be safe, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to think about the quote unquote safety of the guys. I won't go too much further in yeah. depth on that, but. Um, yeah, we've had some responses. We've had to kind of uh, ward off a little bit. Yeah, there was one. I think it was uh, someone was saying like Grand Valley is better than Ferris, and then uh, I guess he commented like, "Oh wait," or like, "We'll play your D one hockey team soon." And he's like, "Oh wait," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I had like twenty likes or something like that. That's pretty I, I funny. Have, I Ouch. actually have to take credit for that one. You did? Okay, oh, I knew that was you because I knew that was you. It was right, right, it was was right after we beat him in football. I was like, "Let's just rub a little salt in the wound." I knew <laughs> that. I knew that was you because I was like, "That's some Harrison was saying." Yeah, I know it. absolutely. Man, that was that hilarious. That's classic. Yeah, <laughs> so we've had some pretty good like social. I know we talked about this yesterday too. Um, the just the whole clap back on the um. The, the tweet that was made about us about what Minnesota State or whatever like man wouldn't a, wouldn't a split to Ferris State just blow the season or what's so, it was something like I know you know more about this than I do but just the it was just catastrophic I guess so we had to beat him yeah so early in the day on Friday I got a tweet and it was a podcast that I'm actually going on later this week um, which one is it. I can't remember. It's something out of Minnesota. It's like a Minnesota State hockey oh, yeah. or Minnesota, like state of Minnesota hockey pod. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, and they tweeted like just kind of a rundown of the topics they hit in the show. And one of them was, would a split with Ferris hockey be catastrophic for Minnesota State? And I looked at it and I look, I get it. They're one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. And we haven't really had a prove it game yet at this point. So I'm looking at it. I got kind of annoyed, and I'm texting back and forth with Ethan Stewart and uh, Mitch Dielstra, and they're like, come on. They didn't really say that. So it got into the locker room, and the, oh. guy, I, and the guys just fed off. And I, th- I think it helped, you know, maybe a little mentally the first few shifts of the game. Yeah, a little edge. Yeah. So I'm thinking about it all game, and I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to say to this guy on Twitter as soon as this game is over. And as the game ended, I did my little – End of the game, Fair State upsets them, and I took a little audio break and had my color guy start talking, and I whipped out my phone. I'm still on the air, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you so bad, and I tweeted, you know, catastrophic with the the caps 
every other, yeah. every other, every other and then the SpongeBob chicken wings <laughs> right back at them, and I was like, "Don't you dare come at me with that!" Yeah. Oh, that's great. Catastrophic. That's a little bit too much. Like I was like, "That's Whoa. not that like catastrophic." How man. you you could have said it in a nicer way, but like catastrophic was like way overboard. That it's like, was nope, too far. I'm defending my boys. <laughs> my boys. I'm coming. I'm coming after this guy. And yeah. I walked into the locker room. And all the guys had seen it after, and they're like, "That was great." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Classic. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And then I guess too, like you're so you're a Fair State alum too, which I, I don't think a lot of people know that. So like, mm-hmm. what was kind of your journey from graduating to then you know taking over with Fair State hockey after you graduated? Yeah, it was like a month. <laughs> I mean, it was literally <laughs> no like breaks, a month. No break. So I started. Uh, I got to do this story quick because it's it's kind of a long story, but I was at the torch. Um, I was a sports reporter in 12-13. I did probably half the hockey games covering yeah. for the team. 13-14, I was promoted to sports editor, and I decided, you know what? I have other writers that are football people, that are soccer people. I'm going to take hockey all for myself and just mm-hmm. cover the team every night all season long. Um, so I did, and I made a good relationship with Dominic Hennig, who was um, the voice of the dogs at the team at the time. He's now at the CCHA office. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, great alum, for sure. Mm-hmm. Good representative. And so I'm covering the team. I was really I was really on it. I won a couple awards for stories I did, which I was pretty pumped about. Then I kind of was like, all right, well, I can't take this too much farther, can I? Yeah. And I decided I'm going to be the editor-in-chief of the Torch the next year. So I was like, I'm going to go hands-off hockey a little bit. Actually, I, I bought season tickets and was like, I'm going to go back into the dog pound and have fun in the student section. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do that. And two games in, I noticed that Dom's color commentator was gone. And he you know, kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. I, I don't really ever – we. I have no idea what happened to him. He's a great guy. Yeah. But uh, he must have moved on. And I called Dom – I can't remember. I, I called him. I was like, "Hey, let's go out. Um, let's go out for a beer." And we went out for a beer after a game. And I was like, "Listen, I've wanted to be a radio broadcaster my whole life. Like, give me one game. Like, I know the team as good as anybody. I covered them for a whole year." And he's like, "Okay, I'll give you one game." So he gave me the game. He said I did a good enough job. I did the rest of the home games um, for the fourteen fifteen season. And I was like, "All right, well, that was great." I'm going to be a senior now. Um, and then Dom moved to Flint. And I was like, yeah. oh, I wonder if they would hire me as the play-by-play guy. So I put mm-hmm. in for it. Denied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first, I hate to see it. Hate first to see time it. denied. <laughs> yeah. But it turned out to be a really good blessing because the guy they hired is one of my best friends, uh, a guy named Jared Schaffron. Mm-hmm. Only did one year, 15-16. Um, and I stayed on his color for a year with him. He taught me just a ton. And I interned for athletics that year. I'm uh, kind of doing what uh, – you guys have done in different ways learn graphic design learn video editing learn the basics um did color for the year we went to the elite eight it was a ton of fun yeah and we go into the next season i had one more year left of school at that point um and i was like okay i'll come back i'll do color again it'll be fine i have a good time well on my birthday like 10 days before the season started jared comes up to me and goes hey i'm leaving Job's yours, and I was like, <laughs> I was like "You got, said you said what, what? what a birthday <laughs> present! Like, what ten, a birthday present! We got ten days." So he did the first four games with me. We split play by play and color duties, and then my first game by myself, um, I was still a student and an intern at the time, was at home, sold out against Michigan. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, Jeez. I was like, come on, no the, pressure. So first period, I sweat through my suit and had to change in that little closet in the back of the press box. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. That's um, rough. I, I settled in after that, did yeah. the rest of that season, graduated. They posted my job because I was just the interim. I got hired a month later, came back, and I've been back since. Um, I was really lucky they hired me that fast. There were a couple people that I know really well that were in the job pool for that. Um, good friends of mine now and i was a little surprised that they chose me but they must have just said hey he knows the team and i think i got a little help from coach daniels on that one too 
Yeah, so, for sure. What and, a great story. Yeah. And like now that your job has kind of evolved a little bit more just from like play by play and stuff like that, like with other sports, like what does it kind of involve for like you to do, especially working with Rob Bentley, the the other voice of the Bulldogs for soccer and football and stuff like that? What do you kind of do for other sports that are around Ferris? Yeah, it's a lot of social media, website, graphic design, video, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the creative end of that and then stats as well for some of them. Soccer usually is the only one actually. Um. We've kind of, as the years have gone on, we've kind of split up the sports a little bit. To Rob is football, basketball, volleyball. Yeah. And I do, because I'm traveling with hockey, so it's intensive, I'm hockey and soccer, and then we split the rest kind of 50-50 from that point on. Mm -hmm. Rob is like the hardest working guy I've ever met. The guy never sleeps. The guy has a solution for everything. We broadcasted two games outdoors where we, like this, well, no, we. I'm trying to think. We've streamed multiple games now outdoors at our turf soccer field where there's no press box and no internet, and he mm-hmm. found a solution to both of them. Like, he, he can do anything. He can stat volleyball, which it might not mean a lot to you, but he can stat volleyball by himself. It's impressive for what he no does. With no help. Usually it's a you have someone calling yeah. and someone entering. Because mm-hmm. I, I call for Sean, and like that's hard, but he's just able to like not even look down at the keyboard and able to do it himself, which is crazy. Rob does that. I'll one-up him on that. Rob also stats basketball while he's doing play-by-play on the radio. Oh, jeez. Like, I can't, like... Guy's insane. I can't, like, chew gum and walk. <laughs> this, guy can, <laughs> this guy can call, like, a championship basketball game, like the regional championship a few years ago. Yeah. And stats and they're always accurate like no one has ever once complained that's crazy it's unbelievable that's that's the, insane I know, that's the one thing ability to multitask is like as extremely efficiently see extremely efficiently like that is so impressive he's he's an alien and he has no off switch um the worst was a few years ago we had uh it was two years ago right before covid he had a detached retina and we were hosting the Gleak basketball tournament oh jeez and i'm on my own <laughs> Oh, and I'm oh just like, I'm just like, oh no! There's like so much stuff. I got to set all the streaming stuff up, and I didn't end up having to call uh, the game or do stats. I we we hired out for that. That was yeah. really lucky on my part. But like, he was gone for like two weeks. I was, I mean, I can't swear. I I was um, on the struggle bus. I was yeah. I was <laughs> I was all all aboard the struggle bus and. He came back like they were like, well, it's going to be like eight weeks. And he came back after like two and a half weeks and was like on the bus traveling to go to the men's NCAA tournament when COVID happened. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> He's just like, I'm back. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> I can see a little blurry, but we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess speaking of Rob and um, um, the big, the main job that he does, obviously calling Bulldog football. Obviously, they won this weekend. But um, just what are your overall thoughts on this team? I mean, right now nine and zero, look nothing short of dominant so far. Well, except for one game, Saginaw, Whew. squeaked out of that one. But I mean, right now looking pretty good. We got Wayne State in the playoffs coming up. And what are your overall thoughts? They're really good. They're really good. <laughs> really, really, they're <laughs> yeah. really, really good. It's hard to like analyze them because they just. There's, I don't think there's one thing that they can't do. Uh, I think their defense can be the best team in the country. Uh, I think their offense can easily be the best in the country. Their special teams, they got mm-hmm. a kicker in Cy Barnett who can hit from like deep plus 50. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got a punt returner, Marcus Taylor, who returned one for a touchdown. Like, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. You got a, you got a quarterback who, like, when he gets loose in the open field, is literally Barry Sanders, but like slicked up. In, yeah. in like oil like yeah. you can't even touch him <laughs> yeah so like, elusive you can't like i've seen him take like two hits and both of them were like when he tried to drop back and pass like early when he was trying to figure out like what can i get away with at this level and then it was like game over yeah he's he's sick so yeah, insane absolutely. crafty yeah and then you got tony who pulls out these play calls that are just like i mean it's it's not even like video game like it's beyond like anything you would come up with playing a video game like he'll just do stuff at times in games that you're like, no, how about you run, like, run your best play pass? And he's like, 
No, I'm going to fake a field goal and throw it to a defensive tackle yeah, on the, the road on, in a rivalry with the, yeah, game. With I the mean, game on the line. Yes. Like, if you don't get the first down, we're going to lose this game, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's just, yeah, no big deal. Let's do that. <laughs> or, like, the J. Rue pass back a few years ago. That on was the insane. Grand Valley. That yeah. was crazy. I remember like, that one. The greatest quote on that. That was insane. He just, he just makes, like, he makes play calls. He's a mastermind. That you can't even fathom making. And then he's just like walking away, like so nonchalant like, yeah. about it. So he's nonchalant. like smirking. He's like, "Yeah, I know. I did that. No big deal." The guys on the sideline. I actually have a good Xavier Wade quote. Um, so after the uh, fake field goal at Grand Valley, I um, I'm standing next to defensive line coach Tessa Smith, and Tessa basically almost broke my ribs. Like we were <laughs> hugging and jumping up and down. Tessa heard the play call come through his headset and didn't know what was going on. And he like he literally took his heads off and goes, "What's this? What's this?" Next to me, and I'm like, "What's what? Are we kicking the field goal? Our field goal team down on the field?" So uh, that's happening, and Xavier Wade is kind of walking up the sideline. Play happens, and X walks up to Tony, putting his helmet back on to go out on the field for the end of the drive, and he goes, "You are a crazy, crazy man!" Like just right to his face, he's like, "You are a crazy man." And I'm like, "That's so good." <laughs> oh, that's crazy! I, that was such a good game to go to. That was honestly probably one of the highlights of my Ferris Ferris career so far. Oh, it was fantastic! Just being on the sideline when that happened. I know, um, it was just an insane moment. Just being down there, like, yeah, that's a, f-, and then just watching it all, like, oh my gosh, we're we're not kicking. Oh, that just happened. <laughs> and then like the whole like lovers is just completely silent on one side, and our side's going nuts. And you just look <laughs> look down the sideline. Tony's as cool as a cucumber. Who's, There's like nothing happened. Who throws the ball to a defensive tackle with the game on the line? No one except I, for TA. <laughs> And also, how does how does Malik drop back on basically one knee, falling back, and just throw a perfect sidearm pass? Sling it. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I gave I found another trick play online last night that someone sent to me, and I sent it to Tony, and he just sent me back like a smirk face. So, <laughs> so are we um, seeing it when we play Wayne State this weekend? <laughs> uh, no. My hope is that like it comes out in the playoffs at like a really inopportune time for the opponent. Yeah. You just tweet out like I did that. That's me. That oh, was me. me. <laughs> that was my play call. He calls. The thing is that I like is he'll name trick plays after like the people that either come up with them or has something to do with them. So I'm hoping like I'm on the sideline, I just hear Harrison, Harrison. I'm like, oh, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hopefully that happens. I'll be sick. That'll be so cool. I, but. I I don't think I'm that lucky, but that'd be pretty funny. That yeah. would be amazing. Just just the whole idea on that that whole play, just like. Just to have the guts to make that call alone, not many college coaches would make, let alone to actually execute it I can't to think perfection. Of another, I can't think of another coach that would make that play call. No yeah. chance. At any level. It was no crazy, chance. but maybe we'll see that trick play coming up at Wayne State. Probably not, but I, you know what would be perfect? Blow, National if championship game on the line. If we, if we, blow, them out, if we blow them out, I don't know if we might see it get pulled out. Who knows? Well, I mean, why would you do that, though? Like, wouldn't you want to save it, though? I mean, I guess so, but it will still be cool. I mean, based off of that, what we saw against Grand Valley, like save it for the most high intense climactic no, moment of the entire it. season. No, nobody expects it. So, I mean, hey, That'd never know. But um, uh, moving over to soccer, uh, win against Davenport on the road, and then yesterday, um, which would be Sunday technically, I tie with number one ranked Grand Valley. Uh, I know me and Harrison were at this game. I mean, overall, just seemed like. We definitely had our chances. Had a couple um, go off the go, go off the posts, unfortunately. So close. Uh, but then we had, did have Pia be able to put one in the top corner. Um, they answered late. Tie game. But, I mean, for overall, how much we possessed the ball, it was pretty lopsided if there was a time of possession carried in soccer. I mean, we still came out with a tie against the best team in Division Two. I mean, that's still something to hang your hat on, at least. Yeah, and the time of possession tells one story, but the shots tell another. And yeah. Grand Valley definitely had more shots in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they, they picked it up, especially when they were down. But really, I, I think we outshot them 7-2 to in the first half. In my mind, that might be the game where we had the most scoring opportunities against them since I've been here. And th- listen, they're every bit that good. Like... They're absolutely a national title favorite. Hopefully that's the broadcaster's jinx right there. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, like, we're, we're getting there. Like We're getting closer with them. And when I got here, soccer was – soccer had one good year, and it was when a bunch of kids that were my age that I'm still friends with to this day um, 
just out of out of nowhere broke like every program record in one season. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. But then they ca- they kind of came back to the pack the next year, and then we got this uh, class in that's the super seniors: Rogers, Scafaria, mm-hmm. Gilmore, and Dickens, and a few others. And things really started to take off. Um, you can't even like you can't even describe like the character level from all of them. Like it's just I you. People say that about athletes all the time. Like they, their character level is like absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they got asked at some point in time, maybe not directly, maybe it was indirectly. Like, what do you like? How far are you willing to go to make this thing great? And I think the answer was I, I don't think they answered because the answer was limitless. Like they just they just keep going. Every time I think they've like, oh man, this is as good as they'll ever be, they do something else, and I'm like. Uh, they're still they're still growing and you know they played almost 100 games mm-hmm. together so um they they're getting close and we've had some tough injuries this year uh Peyton Price out for the year that one's tough mm-hmm. um some kids pretty beat up but you know soldiering through it so it hasn't really been easy to get to this point but i think if we can get into the NCAA tournament um we could as long as we stick to it as long as we can get some timely goal scoring I think you know that's that's when I would prefer to catch Grand Valley. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, had we tied or lost yesterday, I don't know that I would have been that bothered. As long as when we get to the point where we do need to beat them to continue our season, we beat them. That's all I care about. Yeah, For sure. Because you don't want to you want to throw out your bag of tricks too early and get a win in the regular season, and then they got it. They got you for everything going into the play- postseason game where yeah, it's, it becomes one and done. It's like kicking a hornet's nest. Like you got to be careful. Like you might take out some of the hornets, but the ones you don't are coming stinging. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, you got to be careful when you choose to kick that hornet's nest. Yeah. Can I make a request, by the way? Yeah. Can I not have to film during postseason? Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm up when it's like 20 degrees, oh. like rainy, that's gonna be miserable. I, make no. Sean do it. I'm not doing it. Sean's got to do it. I got a good story. So <laughs> we hosted the NCAA soccer tournament a few years ago, and. I ended up doing the games. I was broadcasting the games at the time, um, and we were, you know, filming up on the roof around the grass field because yeah. we were we were going back to the grass field if we host NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, it was like it snowed three days before. The ground was rock hard and frozen the day before, and continued to be throughout the whole weekend. The first tournament game, I mean, it was maybe twenty five. Like, it was. It Ooh. was miserable terrible the second one it was probably 20 and then wind chill and it was like a stiff wind and it was like i'm looking out in the field and the players just looked miserable i mean it was like it's not fun to play at that point it Mm -hmm. was like the ice bowl the packers and um oh yeah yeah the cowboys the packers and the cowboys like Mm -hmm. it looked like that it wasn't that cold but like it was miserable it was miserable in that press box with all the heat on Mm -hmm. like it was still freezing in there so no, it's that's not a fun time of year. But if you're still playing, that's that's good for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll put someone else up on the roof to film. <laughs> I just say yeah, Sean can just do it the whole season. I'll, just, I'll pull the torch card. I'll pull the torch. I gotta cover the game. I gotta go down in the press oh, box. That's okay. that's the way to go, man. Yeah, that is the way to go. I do have to cover it for the postseason. So all right, maybe or, maybe I'll. Anytime you tell me I gotta go upstairs, I'm gonna be like, mm, can't do it. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Here's my pass. <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> Sean is gonna have to suffer up there. Ouch. Yeah, it's okay. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to Sean. We'll go buy some hand warmers for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, or you could ball run on the sideline. You can keep moving like I do sometimes. That's true. So that that's not a bad gig. That's the way to go sometimes. Yeah, ball you run. Get to run around and stuff. You know, keep warm, especially Kick when the it's ball run a little bit. Actual winter near the end of November when it's like twenty degrees, like Harrison just mentioned. But um, other sport volleyball got the job done. Two more wins on the road at Purdue Northwest and Parkside and. I mean, right now, the train just keeps rolling. I really don't know what else to say about this team, but they're just red hot, and they continue to get better somehow. Yeah, it was it was weird. They went to the UP, and they had a rough, rough start. I don't know how they yeah. played because I didn't watch those mm-hmm. two games, but, like, the scores looked rough. And I'm like, all right, they lost 3-1, 3-0. Um, I'm not used to them losing. They don't almost ever lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, I know Tia said we were young this year. Ah, man. And then they just decided, step on the gas, and they just, I mean, they just freight trained through everyone, except for the five-set match against Grand Valley. Yeah. I mean, they just 
But I mean, after that, that's when I mean three o three o three o for they, like they just, just ten games in a row. Basically. They just annihilated people, and yeah. that's what that's what her teams do. They just they just demoralize you. Like it's it's <laughs> yeah. tough. They make you feel bad when you lose. Yeah, yeah, they like make you question whether you you want to continue playing volleyball. <laughs> like that's what it looks like to me, at least. It might not actually be the case, but yeah. like that's what we've done since I've been here for the most part. And there have been some up years, some down years. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's almost no different. Like. I think they learned their lessons in the UP, and I would not be thrilled to see them again if I was Northern Michigan Tech. Like, yeah, in the oh, later, especially would, this Gliac tournament, I'm really excited to see what happens with that. Yeah, if, if mm-hmm. I were them, I would be like shaking in my boots. Yeah, because mm-hmm. what it's only Michigan Tech and uh, Wayne State are like the only two that are above us, right? Yeah, and then they'll play at the end of the year. Yeah, or yeah. close to because we'll we'll have to play maybe Wayne State for like the. Is that how it's set up? Is like South versus North, and then the two winners play each other? Is it like I think it's he... one. I think it's just one through eight. Yeah. Um, I'd have to go back and look. I I can't remember that tournament. It changes sometimes. We've hosted it so many times that they all kind of melt together in my head. Like we hosted it like five times in a row and had won it like six times in a row. So I mean, it all, it all kind of like when you host that much stuff, like it all just kind of more just like a blur together. Yeah, it's it's funny because like the Gleek Valley, like it's a big deal to host a conference tournament to be in a position to host. Oh yeah. But like it, be, it for a while there, like in my head, when I'm planning out the year in September, or August, I'd be like, okay, I gotta cancel that weekend because I, I can't do anything that weekend because we got the Gleak volleyball tournament. Like I just like no games have been yeah. played, and I'm just like, yep, we're hosting. And then Tia will come in, and Tia does her whole like, I don't know if we're any good this year. Thirty wins, and like, what, <laughs> no whatever, deal. Tia. No I'm, I'm done. I'm done listening to you. <laughs> like thirty wins, whatever. Another twenty win season for them. Gotta so. stay humble, you know. Yeah. Gotta stay humble. I get it, but we only won twenty five this year. It was a shame. <laughs> it was a shame. How many is it right now? Uh, is it twenty two? We quick, are at twenty one and four. Twenty one and four. Yeah, I mean, she she could get to. Yeah, it would be tough to get to thirty, but I mean, you could get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I on mean, the table. You got Davenport this weekend. Is the wins just like, is the wins kind of like with the sets, like the three wins, or is it just like total? Because I don't know mm-hmm. how volleyball works with that. No, it's so if that's, you win three zero, you're one and zero. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. I didn't know if like the sets played in two, no. two in at all. No, but. that'd be interesting to see because like we've we've won so many sets three zip or three one that it's got to be pretty. It's lopsided. nice when I work though because I'm only there for like an hour and ten minutes and I'm just out of there. <laughs> that's that's, that's well, pretty there, nice. There was the one match where. I don't remember if you worked this one. Maybe it was like one of the Wisconsin Parkside or like Purdue Northwest where it was like 25-3 or something. Yeah. Like insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that one. We it, were, that, that game finished in like 15 minutes. 25-6. Yeah. It was 25-6. There was another one. There was one that I think was even less than that. And I saw it and I was like, someone messed up on the stats. Like there's no way. that. Yeah. 25-3 versus Wisconsin yeah. Parkside. Yeah. I remember that game. 20, so it happened. I didn't see it because I was up getting set for hockey. And I was like, there's no way that's for real, is it? And then Rob came upstairs and was like, did we, did you mess up in the stats? Was it really 25-3? He goes, no, 25-3. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was, I wish you guys could see my face right now because I was like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> like, that, that, was, just, yeah, that was just something else. You don't, you don't beat up on teams like that. That's just, that's what I call Tia magic. Yeah. yeah. She's got like this voodoo, like witchcraft thing going on and it's yeah more, it's well i remember it was what's her name kira merkel or whatever she uh she had like 15 serves in a row and she just oh i remember that the yeah. one match yeah mm-hmm. we had something like nine service aces in a set one time yeah. and it was like i was like that's gotta be the program record right and tia's like i don't know i was like you do know you know <laughs> it, it's ha- not it say. has to be the numbers back there somewhere the yeah. numbers what do they mean <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Yeah, and you were telling me the story about um the what was it like the Gliac Championship game a couple years back where we were down in the final set and we were on like eight straight to win it. Uh, I I it all like melts together. The one match that sticks out to me was on the road at Grand Valley. Um, we played poorly in the first two sets and we're down two nothing and we were playing not so great in the third. Um, and it, they were up a few points and. We made a foot save, like, on right, the floor, kick, yeah. like mm-hmm. a kick, yep. like right off the top of the foot. And then one of our players went, like, careening into the scoring table, like, on the same point. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting the point. And from that point on, just like... a momentum shift right there. Just, like, it switched. And we won that set. We won the next set. And we went to the fifth. And, I mean, we just... It, it was over. Like yeah. there was no way Grand Valley was winning, and it was on the road too. Mm-hmm. It is to this day the best volleyball match I've ever watched, 
and it was just insanity. Like, I remember after the second set, our kids, like, went underneath the stands to have a little meeting, and one of our players, Didi Dowd, was just going off on everyone. Like, this isn't good enough. Like, this isn't us. And they came out, and it was like, whole oh, new team. I mean, they came out like hair on fire. Like, Ooh, it was nuts. That's crazy. The one thing that I've noticed about, like, volleyball, just by watching a lot more, especially with, like, this season, it's like, those big sets, like, either with a, like a big save or it's, like, a 30-second, 45-second where it's just, it keeps on going on. Like, those ones that you win are, like, the big momentum shifters because you can stay in control all you want. But, like, if you have just one where, like, it's just back and forth for a solid, like, minute and then you end up winning that one, it's just, like, a whole nother. It's just, like... Well, it's, it's demoralizing when you lose. When you, like, yeah. hack away at a couple and they, the ball stays alive. Yeah. Like, Libero makes a nice play or someone dives into the yeah. bench or, like, when... When the point comes back on your end, you lose, and you're looking around like, "Geez, what do I have to do to score?" Yeah, like that's when it like gets in your head. So, no, I think you're right, for sure. Yeah. What sport we got next on the docket, Brandon? <laughs> next sport. Um, I mean, basketball um, is going to be starting up this Friday. Um, we played a Xavier last weekend. Not the greatest result. Then again, it is an exhibition. Still figuring stuff out. But and D one team, so it's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, we just can't shoot the ball. That's really what it comes down to so far. And I feel like that's just kind of one of those things where, like, you always seem to have like a struggle coming back into the coming back into the season, where that's like the one thing that you'll get later on that will. <clears throat> Excuse me. That will really come back to you yeah. after being able to shoot, especially on your home floor, so many times. And we've been on the road so far all season, so we've been able to really figure that out later in seasons, especially with how well we finish regular seasons a lot of these years, especially with Broncoma, um, especially in the national championship run. But I mean, overall, I mean, this is a, a much different team. We've got a lot of grad transfers coming in, and I mean, just a, just a whole different team. It seems like, even though we really have not like that many people or players left but there's the whole team dynamic feels like it's changed well now we're at a point where everybody that was on the national championship squad is gone yeah um with michael peterson leaving so that's that changes things up a little bit um i'm i'm sitting back thinking i, I need to see them play probably 10 15 games before i know what they are mm-hmm. i haven't even seen them play yet because i didn't go to michigan state because we were traveling to buffalo and i didn't go to xavier when was Xavier? That, oh, been, last that was week, Friday, Friday, the fifth. So Minnesota State hockey. Correct, so I, yeah. I missed them both. Um, yeah, it, it's hard. And D two teams don't typically shoot well in those D one exhibitions, mm-hmm. especially early in the year. Like like you said, you got The shooting usually comes later in the year. Yeah. So I I would be interested to see what happens when we get back on our own floor and when we get a little later in the year. I'm sure we'll be fi- fine. But those D one teams are good at not allowing you easy shots. Oh yeah. yeah. Everything this, I that's speak like, yes, that's the one thing that like especially watching like the Mich- Michigan State highlights and stuff it's just like whenever we were kind of like in traffic and stuff like that we got a little bit flustered but not only that though I mean we don't really have a lot of guys who are you know veterans I mean it's just Walt Logan and Dorian are basically the only seniors other than that it's mostly just redshirt sophomores and freshmen on the team so especially like you said to Harrison with not having anybody else left on that uh, from that national championship team on the team it's just a whole different kind of approach to being able to coach because you I mean Broncoma yeah he'll be able to kind of show you like okay well you're not going to be able to make it because this team isn't kind of like showing the same as like 2018 team but like when you have a player who's been there before and knows what it takes to get to the biggest level and to succeed on the biggest level of d2 college basketball then it's just kind of different because you're able to like connect a little bit differently so i think that's the one big thing that i'm more excited for is who's going to be stepping up obviously it's probably going to be walt and logan and dorian that are going to be the veterans on the team trying to lead and stuff like that but it's more just kind of interesting to see how the how this young team is going to approach you know, these next couple of years and get Ferris basketball to what it was. I'm not saying that we've fallen off or anything. We'll probably still be pretty solid. But, I mean, last year I think we finished just above 500, I think. And the year before that, we I think we were just below 20 wins. So it's not like we're doing terrible. But from what Ferris State basketball has experienced and known from the past couple of years, it's definitely kind of a culture shock a little bit. When you win a national championship, anything less than that or significantly less than that is a lost season, even though yeah. some programs like 20 wins is a fantastic season. But For it's sure. just that level of expectation. Yeah. Yeah, my, my expectation is they'll they'll find a way back into it. Um, it, it's, it takes some time. I mean, that national championship squad, people forget that we went to Michigan State at the beginning of the year with Miles Bridges and almost beat him. Yep. Yeah, almost. Mm-hmm. Well, we lost by like nine mm-hmm. or ten. Uh, eight or nine. Like, yeah. I, it, wasn't, it wasn't a lot. So, like, 
people forget just exactly how good that team was. And yeah. we also had the national player of the year on that roster. Yeah, Zach so Hankins. it's not <laughs> Yeah, it's not simple. I mean, we'll find solutions. Dorian Alouye, I think, will surprise a lot of people. He was really good when he played and then got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and hasn't been the same since because we haven't really seen him after like a healthy yeah. offseason. So well, I think some, they didn't play it all last year basically. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I think that could be a dynamic that surprised a lot of people really fast. Mm-hmm. For some, sure. Just some people that kind of, you know, he kind of fell. He kind of fell under under the scripts, I guess, as you you'd say. Like you you just didn't know he was there just because he was injured, and you were like, oh yeah, he was like a pivotal part of some of these successful teams. But we just haven't seen him on the floor, so his name just kind of just kind of goes under there. Goes under the radar a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But um, cross country was the last uh, sport in action. Obviously, traveling down to Evansville, it was a fun. It was a, definitely a fun bus ride. And hopefully, I mean, it was fun because it was eight hours uh, there and, and back, so sixteen hours total. That's eight right. hours into Indiana, that's really interesting driving, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty Straight much. That's rough. Yeah. A lot of a lot of a lot scenery, of, right? A lot of oh, corn yeah. fields. I mean, it was there was a couple what? of trees every hour. Some, some windmills every once in a while. Yeah, there was quite a few windmills. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, we we had to definitely make it fun. A lot, a lot of good bus interaction, just because you got to find something out of that. You guys take the charter bus? No, it took vans. But yeah, that's so, unfortunate. Yeah, but hey, we got the job done. So um, the girls fin- ended up finishing 19th overall. Um, the men's squad finishing 22nd. Um, definitely saw some great racing. Um, just the fact that the course was not like three inches of mud was pretty solid because that refreshing was refreshing to see. Yeah, our Saginaw XR cross country championships were nothing but swamp, and that was definitely an adjustment. And this course two years ago was the same um just because it would literally downpour for pretty much 42 to 48 hours beforehand on that course so literally there's people either like mud spots on the course and you could still see them when they were dry of just where that mud was like taking place just because that dirt rose up so much and you could like literally see where the mud was and i remember there was like going past that two years ago there was spikes stuck in the mud just because like it was literally that bad you could just like you could just see the shoes yeah the shoes slipped off and they were like still there and you were just like what what is going on you're trying to process this while you're trying to run as fast as you can but it, it was a great race everybody did pretty well um i mean especially for just the fact of going eight hours down for a race um the biggest race of the season can be a huge adjustment and especially in a championship atmosphere so it was a great race. Uh, we did well. Um, I mean, right now, kind of looking at the season overall, I mean, it's a building year. We have such a young team, and we lost a lot of seniors last year from both squads. So just getting that young core built up in a, a whole season of experience, was it was huge. So we're looking to build on that in the indoor track and go on outdoor track and then really really make some noise. I mean, we already over expect or exceeded our expectations already this year finishing sixth um they've rated us i think liak will read us around eighth this year we did we really took offense to that um for how well we did last year so um we wanted to surprise some people and we did so that was a good goal achieved but moving along so catastrophic catastrophic, catastrophic. Yeah, exactly but um i guess moving out here in the, the end of the show i mean obviously harrison you're a big hockey guy so we can obviously talk some chill um with joe i'm you sure you'd love that joe love hockey sweet love hockey of big co- hockey guy of course but um i guess starting overall i mean i don't know if you guys have heard in the news the the panthers like um somebody find a fire extinguisher or <laughs> what what's who's gonna stop this team from winning so here's my maybe question. the rangers today yeah, i don't know <laughs> here's my question for you joe yeah and you might be too young for this but like when i was a kid the florida panthers were hot trash <laughs> like i mean i mean like you could smell them from here like they were so bad them and the hurricanes both yeah like they've the two of them have combined for three really good seasons the 96 Panthers in the Stanley Cup final, the 02 Canes going to the final, yeah. and the 06 Canes yeah. winning. Well, didn't the Panthers win like a couple years ago, like six years ago or something? Didn't they win it all? No. Mm-mm. Or were they close? I can't remember. No, I think they got in the, they've been in the playoffs a few times. But like when I was a kid, when you would pull out like NHL 2003, like if you had like a big imbalance in between like a really good player and a really bad player the really good player would have to be the Florida Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> like the when when you're playing when you're playing shell and you got to do like the two randoms and like just like the random whatever. random suicide random random suicide oh. and then you get the suicide and it's the Panthers it's like ah it's like the it was the, the end of the world so i i remember one time i was the Panthers this is totally off subject 
playing against my older brother, and he ran a random and got the wings. And I was like, this was in like 03, and yeah. it got everyone yeah. still. And I'm like, sick. Firing up the old Xbox 360, you just want to play, and then you got to play two games as the Panthers are just rough. Actually, I'm going to go way back on you. That was in the original Xbox. Oh, oh my gosh. Snap. Final score, Parker, 15, Harrison, zip. <laughs> <laughs> Scored nothing. Yeah. Anyways, um, it's weird to see the Panthers that good. Like, yeah, it's- they just had their head coach... Um, was he officially fired or did he resign from that job? I think it was like, I think he resigned, but it was more like, if you don't resign, we'll fire you. Yeah. yeah. So they had that happen and they have, like, I'm thinking, all right, they'll go into a little spin. Tactically, Joel Quenville, a good coach. Bad guy, good coach. Like, he knows how to win games. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe they'll, this will be a huge distraction and they'll fall apart. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not even a little bit. I can't figure it out. I yeah. mean, they're, they're phenomenally talented. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Well, it's like the same thing like the with the Hurricanes. Like, they just came out of nowhere. Like, they just, like, from the woodworks, they just rose up and found, like, guys that were just good. I mean, Svechnikov basically took the NHL by storm. I mean, he's been able to – I mean, he's Michigan's almost every other game with goals, basically. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, weird, weird to see, like, these teams are, like, taking, like, this new path from being just, like, hot garbage – to just now being like one of the best teams in the NHL. Hopefully the Red Wings can kind of pick it up too. But How great of a term is hot garbage just to use just in general? It's just, oh, I it's, don't know. I like using it as an insult, just being like, dude, you're hot garbage. Like, yeah. Not just garbage. You're just a stinky, smelly, just that extra middle of July emphasis. dumpster. Well, the worst is like, um, this is off subject again. On my commute, because I live in Grand Rapids, there's the dump at Pearson. Yeah. And on a summer day... When you get within a mile of that thing, oh, try yeah. living a mile away from it. That's from my house is a mile away from that dump. You, so you can smell it from home. Oh yeah, you can see the you can see the turkey buzzards and stuff flying. <laughs> we should probably get him some medical attention. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's probably got some issues from yeah, that. <laughs> That's not good. Going every week to go dump out your trash because they changed up how they they don't send out trucks anymore. You got to go dump your trash there. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you survive? A lot, of, a lot of complaints. Well, I'm the only one in my family that has to do it, so no oh. one really cares about what I say. So you got to go Ooh. and breathe it, breathe in all those noxious 2003 Florida Panther just, fumes? I just got to take three or four like garbage cans in my car, and then I got to go wait in line for like an hour on a Saturday and then go bring it and dump it out. It's the worst. I would rather... I was gonna, I'm going to stop myself there. I don't know if I would rather. Would you rather go to Grand Valley, wear GV colors at Lubbers, sit in the student section, and have to fake cheer for a whole game against Ferris, or do that? I'd rather do that. I'd rather go to the garbage. I think I'm with you. I'm with you, too. I, I don't know. I, I, my my <laughs> dislike for Grand Valley runs so far deep. It's weird. It's funny though because my sister goes to Grand, went to Grand Valley, so like every once in a while we'll just have a little bit of beef. But this is off topic too. But I remember did did you get chirped by the Grand Valley student section? I all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, remember, I remember you walking kind of by it, and people were just like yelling at you or whatever. And it's funny. <laughs> you you didn't see what I did, did you? No, what'd you do? Oh, I, they, they, were, they were giving it to me really good. And so the first time I went, people threw, like, water bottles and stuff at me. I was next to our chief of police who was, like, in uniform class. on this trip. Absolute class. On the first one. So they're just, like, at such classy fans down there. Like, don't even get me started. So they're, they're throwing stuff at me. He's like, man, I thought being, cl- like, next to a uniformed police chief would help. And he goes, they don't care. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So this time I'm walking by, and I'm thinking, all right, be professional, be professional, be professional. And, man, like the people on social media were annoying me all week. They're just being – it's a football Like pretentious game. a little bit, kind of. It, it's a football game. Like, yeah, yeah I want to win too, but, like, I have a life. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be okay at the end of this. This isn't going to dictate yeah. whether I live I'll be a little bit disappointed die. for, like, the next day, but, like – Well, probably, like, a week, but, like, and I'll be fine. Yeah. Like, you know, it's okay. But they just took it so seriously. And it's funny to me because to us, it's not really that way anymore. Like, this is a game we have to go win to get to where we're trying to go. We're not yeah. trying to beat Grand Valley. We're trying, trying to win, to win the a national title. Yeah. yeah. Like, so in the grand scheme of things, I guess it just doesn't resonate 
to me the way it does to them. Yeah. Well, Ferris is their national championship. That's I, pretty what, much. When you be- haven't won, when you haven't won the anchor bone in six, seven years or whatever it is, then it's kind of that deal. It's mm-hmm. what it's become. Now I don't want to have to play them again because they are really good. Like, yeah. yeah, give them credit. They're a great football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But like, I mean, their their fans were just so nasty. They said they said a couple things that like. I was like surprised you a little bit. Yeah, on like, the way out, they said some things to me too. I was just like, yeah. I'm just not even gonna give you the light of day at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, there was there was you know so like how they had like the tailgate set up for some of the cars like yeah. and up on the hill and it was wet. There were some cars getting stuck and I literally went over to help some people like push their cars out just so they could get out and like a couple of GV fans just shooed me away. Then I didn't actually walk away. I walked away for half a second, and then came back and tried and pushed the car out. But I was like, "Man, I'm trying to do a good deed, and you all y'all are just really oh, do, so doing this like, to me." Like a different really? different vibe out there now. Wow. Though. Look, rivalries are great. I'm all about rivalries. Love rivalries. But I'm not making tackles. I'm not throwing touchdown passes. Yeah. You're not either. Yeah. Like if I if I'm talking to a Grand Valley fan, like what's our problem with each other? It's guys. It's like I love sports and yeah. I love rivalries, but guys. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, we we can we can respect each other. Maybe it's different because I work in hockey, where like I could go out and have a couple beers with the other team's staff. Yeah, and you know I'm friendly with the other fans on the other teams. Like maybe it's just like a difference in sport culture, but like with that one, it's just like people are just nasty. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm walking down the sideline and or down the end line in front of that big hill student section, yeah. and they're shouting some stuff. I heard some stuff that. I'm I'm really like I'm not gonna get into it, but I'm pretty pretty against. And I just reflexively threw up the anchor down symbol at him and started grinning. And I was like, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not <laughs> gonna have it. I'm not I'm not gonna give you the bird or anything, yeah. but like, you know, enough. That's the one thing. It's like chirping is okay, like I've I'd already said it on the show like before yeah. a couple episodes ago. Mm. But like we had this guy sitting next to us who was a Grand Valley fan. Also, don't know why you'd be sitting on the away side if you're a Grand oh, Valley fan. <laughs> Bad choice. That was the most Poor annoying choice. thing. Also, pe- Grand Valley fans were annoyed that we were sitting in their seats, but we couldn't find our seats because they were already taken. So, regardless, like he was chirping us, and like when they scored first, like he was letting us have it or whatever. And so we got to the point where we were up twenty-eight seven, and I just got up and looked over and was like, "Real quiet, buddy. Lose your voice in the first quarter already." <laughs> and he looked at me and just like flipped me off. And I was just like, "Dude, I'm just I'm giving. <laughs> you said a lot more worse things than me, and I just say you lost your yeah. voice already." I just asked you a question. It's all like, mad. Like chirping, I'm okay with, but like some of the things I hear get really personal. There's a, there's like, a line that has like yeah. I don't know. There's a line that like is drawn in like your like in my head for like what I won't cross or whatever. But I don't know. It just kind of depends on who the person is because sometimes they'll just take it way too seriously. Yeah. It's way too far. Got to put them in their place. Maybe I've softened up a little bit, but like, man, some of the stuff. My mic just fell. (laughs) Some of the stuff I heard was just really like, I wonder wonder how people sleep at night saying stuff like they say. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you really, it's 2021. If they just like, if it just goes in their ear and out the other and they just don't really think about it or if like they actually like. Man, I actually said that or what? I don't know. That's my only gripe. I respect them as a football team. Yeah, like I really do. They're very, very. It's probably the best Grand Valley team that I've, um, I've seen since I've yeah. been here. And you know, if we had to see them again, I don't know that the result would be the same. I mean, it, that's going to be a hard playoff game if we have to see them again. That's For sure, not something I want to have to do. Next on the NHL docket, <laughs> we, got, <laughs> Listen, we got a little bit. I'm, I'm the worst about this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we get we do this all the time. We start to, especially when Barrett and Travis get in here, we get off the rails pretty easily. Yeah, but, that's the thing about a podcast. It it flows how it you flows. Can have structure, but you yeah. know, you wherever it goes, you, it's a natural thing. Yeah, you know, it's hard for us to make an outline just because you know, like once you start getting on something, you want to keep going on it. You want to keep going on it, and then it yeah. just goes. You're you're already like three tracks over instead, and you're like, yeah. ah, well, you know. We're already we're we're already headed to our already destination, here, so not? we're 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 fine. But no, this has been great. I mean, I guess the last thing we can touch on. Um, I mean, the wings have looked really good. A lot of young talent. I mean, Cider Raymond have done really well this year. Um, I mean, right now Stevie Wise plan coming together so far. Harrison, Iser plan. Love the Iser plan. Also, I want to say this about the wings, and I'm not going to start talking about Grand Valley <laughs> <laughs> with the wings. And people have done this for years, and it drove me nuts. They just project onto Jeff Blaschel, who's a Ferris alum. So I'm obviously really biased. He's a great yeah, guy. Sure, yeah. Um, they projected it all on them. And I just want to ask, what do you want him to do with what was a hot garbage roster? Uh-huh. Look at yeah. what's happened when with you've the... given him some talent. Yes. yes. The kids came in. They developed through camp. 
they're still developing. They look really good. Like, oh, maybe if we give our coach a little bit of talent, we'll become exciting. Yeah. It's like the guy was coaching plumbers. Yeah. They were awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst constructed rosters I've ever seen and one of the worst salary bad. cap messes I've ever seen oh. from a team that was that bad. And the poor guy is just like, everyone's got to fire this guy. And I would the last thing I'll say about Jeff and the job he's done, which I think has been good, is if it's good enough for Steve Eiserman, it's good enough for you, so shut it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. And that's the one thing, too, like when, especially like since I grew up so close to Grand Rapids and like the past couple of years, like when I was able to go to Griffin's games and stuff, I mean, COVID obviously happened, but I'm excited to go to like Griffin's game, like this upcoming uh, winter and stuff when they start coming back to the Van Andel, like it's exciting because I was able to see uh, more Cider play and see how good of a player he was in his development as a more of a scoring defenseman and how good he actually is and just see like a lot of these guys that Iserman pulled strings to get and like drafted and he had a hand in the bucket to get these guys to Detroit it's like his plan is really coming to fruition and that's one thing I'm really excited for I mean because Tyler Bertuzzi is really starting to be a great leader on the team I mean Dylan uh, Dylan Larkin obviously starting to really pick it up could probably do a little bit better with goals, but other than that, nothing too big. And, I mean, you got Philip Zadina, who was a great Grand Rapids Griffin, who's, I mean, he was before Iserman. But still, these guys were able to really fit into a system now and were able to kind of really work it out. I mean, 500 now, 6-5, and five, obviously, early in the season. But I'm really excited to see what these guys are able to do and really what they're able to piece together with what we have. I mean, we're talking about a team that's got a bunch of young guys and – a team that hasn't succeeded in a while. I think they could at least make a push to get into the last playoff spot. Yeah, like a wild card type. I don't game. know that they'll get in, but they're going to learn a lot doing it. Yeah. Also, Mo Sider is a grown man. Mm-hmm. Like he is a grown man. But he's man. a man amongst boys. Yeah. No. Even in Grand Rapids, he's like when he'd be warming up, he's just like five inches taller than everybody. He's just yeah. built. He's big. It's crazy. He's built different. I, I love it. I love watching him. Because if you go back and look at that draft class, which I just did this morning, he's the best player in that draft class. Like, what year did he get drafted again? Uh, I'm blanking out. It was the year Jack Hughes went one, one overall, and I saw it. I saw it this morning, and everyone's like, "Oh, like I remember when he got picked." Everyone's like, "Who? Like Mo Sider? Like he wasn't going till 13 or 14 at the soonest." Mm-hmm. And Steve Eisenman's just like, "Ha ha ha! I'm smarter than all up. of smarter than all of you yeah. <laughs> sucks to suck and like i'm looking around at some other guys that like haven't really panned out and i'm like yeah well i mean there's so many guys like now that i'm looking at it like other than like trevor zegris and most cider like there's not really too many i mean i know kirby doc had a uh, huge uh expectations for him he hasn't really done too much capo caco had a lot of expectations for him he's really falling off the <laughs> deep end a little bit jack he was kind of starting to pick it up a little bit he had a less than ideal the first time but like other than that like there's not really too many guys. I think just maybe Mo Sider, Cole Caulfield, and Kirby Doc were like Cole the only Caulfield guys. Cole Caulfield just got sent down. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I mean, he did really well during the playoffs. He did, but mm-hmm. he just got sent. I mean, I think, I think it's good for him though. I think he'll be able to really. Well, Mo Sider's probably got stay in power though. This is the type of guy yeah. that like he could be a 20 year Red Wing, and I I yeah. hope to God he is a 20 year Red Wing. That would be sick. Oh yeah. yeah. That would be just have a I don't know. That's the one thing. Just to have another like career guy. Just to really like embody Detroit, he's already something that we well ahead of Nick Lidstrom's career point pace. Yeah, and for they sure. started. I think they started about the same year in the NHL. I think Nick actually started a little later. Mm-hmm. So somewhere around there. I hate to make that comparison right off the bat. That stinks for Mo. Yeah, yeah. I mean everybody's thinking it, so he's kind of got to. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm just the idiot that said it. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Harrison, thank you so much for joining us. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and follow whatever podcast platform you're on. Make sure you follow us on social media at the MVSP. And until next time, Joe. Take care, everybody.